Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. Whatever you're working on that you feel like it's taking a long time and you're putting all this work in and when is the result going to happen? Just think of like, who did you see five months ago that you wouldn't see today? And what would you tell them about your progress? Right. They would be so impressed right. with whatever you've like, done. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. So like we've nailed already it. nailed it. <laughs> And we've already like recorded half this episode without actually being live recording. So we're talking, we're just chatting. <laughs> and our poor producer, I'm like, I just want to push the button. Can I push it yet? Uh, that's what happens when you have really awesome people in the studio. Like today, we have the Ooh, lovely and wonderful. See, did you see how I did that? That's an intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. So I we come have here every morning. You will, right? Like, and you know what is? I'm feeding off of like I w- I had this amazing introduction this morning from someone who like no matter what day you're having, you just hey Scott, can you just tell me something good, right? And he'll be like, oh my god, you're amazing, and I appreciate you, and like you're such a great person, and like so I spoke at a, a networking thing this morning. And he introduced me, and I was like, dude, dude I just gotta keep just you on speed you up. dial. See, right? That should be like the call to action. Go introduce someone today yeah. to somebody else and just be real nice about it because we could all use it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Um, and if you're wondering who was speaking, because I still haven't introduced her, <laughs> is <laughs> her name is Sarah with an H. Mm-hmm. And Wait, how do you pronounce it? Glova? Glova? Glova. Yeah, Glova. it's super Polish. Glova. It is super Polish. The southern thing that's really fun is, is I hear like a, a Glova. Glova? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk to Sarah Glover. Or, oh, I love Sarah. We're going to talk to Sarah Glover today. Oh, yeah. oh, I love it. I love it so oh, much. Oh, that's fantastic. South is the best. I really do. I love it. Oh, that's so good. All right. Well, Sarah, Sarah Glover. Sa- no, like, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. Sarah Glover? I don't know. I can't do it. So, um, Sarah, if you wouldn't mind just telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I've had a company for about 10 years now. So I'm a female business owner and the company name is Reify Media and I have a blast doing that. I've also got a six-year-old, which is a lot of fun. And my husband and I live over in the Five Points area. So right in Raleigh. I went to high school in Cary. So we're sitting at this awesome podcast studio in Cary. It's like going back in time. I love it. But actually my dad was in the army. So I moved everywhere as a kid and then when we moved here I was like this is my spot this is where I'm gonna be so came back here after school and I've been here ever since awesome how did you know this was your spot what was it about it oh that's such a good question there's something about this community where it's there's a lot going on it's busy it's not it's not uh quiet it's not small but at the same time the community is close enough to where you can go to the store and see somebody you know like mm-hmm. it's the kind of place where you yes. can see headliners in concert down the street but meet people at a coffee shop and everybody's just so friendly mm-hmm. i mean there's almost never a person i meet that i'm like hey do you want to grab coffee and talk about what you do you're going to hear yes people yep. are so nice. and there are other communities where you do stuff like that and they're like well if you want to hear about what i do can you sign this nda first or you know <laughs> what i mean like it's just it's such an open community and my husband's from detroit so he has even crazier stories mm-hmm. than i do and same thing, He the first time he was visiting down here for a serious college tour and he was thinking about coming down here, somebody gave him directions and was like really nice about it. He was in the car trying to drive somewhere. Someone gives him directions. And then as they're driving away, him and his dad, the person starts like crazy waving their hands and trying to flag them down to the point where they're like, should we drive away from this person? <laughs> right. Is this okay? <laughs> and the guy catches up to the car and is like, I'm so sorry. The directions I gave you they're doing construction on that road. You need to go this other way. <laughs> oh, that's right? so sweet. Or like, I'm surprised you didn't be like, hey, why did I just show you? I know, that's where I, I thought this was going. Where he's like, like, I'll just get in and show you. <laughs> Hell no. Or you just follow me. I'll take you there. He just yes! like did like a quick sprint race to catch up and tell them a different way to go. And yes. that's just so, I mean, that's the part yep. of this area that I love. And that's what, because I moved here about four years ago now. And that's that's what people ask me what it's like. I'm like, everybody's just nice. So it nice. scared me when I first moved here because I, I was I single. Lot, yeah. I didn't know a soul. Like literally it was me, my dog and a Mm U-Haul came up here and like 
people would open doors mm-hmm. and coming from Tampa, I was like, what do you want? Like, yeah. why are you doing that? <laughs> are you, you know, right. are they like, well, they'd sit down in the booth with you yeah. and like really ask. And I'm like, why, why are they trying to get yeah. to know me? Right. Like what's happening? Yep. Here? And I came from DC. So oh, yeah. like, it's, I mean, not to say that like people in DC are mean or whatever, but it's just their focus it's on where they have to go. Yes. It's just different. It's not yeah. I but like my blood pressure goes up when I get north of Richmond now because just yeah. the driving even. Like you can always tell somebody who is not a native North Carolinian. I know. Went on the roads yeah. here. <laughs> and I actually broke the cardinal rule today and I honked at someone because I was trying to get to my you gotta Speaking. be careful doing that. They will like pull over and be like, "Are you okay? Yeah, I heard you. I honk. know. <laughs> Do you need something? Do you need help? <laughs> Can I help you? And I'm like, dude, I just gotta get <laughs> gotta somewhere, go. but I broke the rule, and I was, and I don't typically do that because I know it's rude. Yeah, you know that totally reminds me. My son had to pee, and he were in the oh, car, yeah. and so I pull to the side of the road. No one is there. Like it's a deserted road, and I get him out to go take him in the bushes. There was no way we were gonna make it to a bathroom. Absolutely. There wasn't right. Every and mom that is hearing is like, "Yep, yeah." Yep. Yep. And so I go to get him back in the car and I realize that there's another mom in a van and she's rushing over. She's like, are you okay? Are you yeah. okay? And I'm like, yeah, he just had to pee. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> she was checking on you. She yeah. totally was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Because yes. that's how we roll exactly. down here I love in it the here. triangle. And it's not, I mean, the community piece and the, obviously the mom piece. I mean, all those pieces are so great as you're like working to start a family or it's just if you're alone and you mm-hmm. want to meet new nice people and you want to yep. move here. It's been great for running a business, I have to say. I, I don't know if I could have started a company in the way that I did and grew it in the way that I did without the community that's around here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the business community, I mean, they have the same values, the same values of the people that are holding the door for you mm-hmm. or pulling over on the side of the road to see if you need anything for your peeing son. Right. Uh, those same people are the ones that will talk to you about your company, your ideas. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And connect you to the people that you need to meet. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what inspired you to start your business? It was kind of less inspiration and more necessity, mm-hmm. which we know now from the research is so common for women. Yep. We talk about how the rate of women business ownership is increasing and we want to celebrate that. But the truth is a lot of that is from need. A lot of women need a side hustle at this point. And that's what it was for me. I was in graduate school and they were paying me peanuts to be a TA, which is pretty common. And they wouldn't let me have any other job. So you, if you were a TA and they were paying your tuition, mm-hmm. they kind of own you. And it was really frowned upon to have any other kind of role. And so I had to do something a little bit on the down low. Right. And so I started just freelance doing like websites and stuff like that. So I started freelancing. I was, you know, creating websites and doing just kind of the nerd stuff that I would taught myself how to do mm-hmm. as a way to pay for groceries and do different things. But it started to take off when... I was helping companies that were really technical figure out how to explain what they were doing to non-technical groups. And that's just a weird nerd thing that I went to school for. I used to write software manuals, which I know sounds really boring, but it was a lot of fun. It was like, here's this really complex thing. Can you explain it to somebody else that's going to have to use it in a way that they don't have to get a degree in engineering to Mm -hmm. know how to use it? It was so fun. I'm not going to lie. That's why I wanted you on the show. I was like, Sarah is so cool and so fun to be around. And she can talk to me in a way that I get it where I'm not like, I'm so bored by technology. Because I don't like, <laughs> as we talked about earlier before we started recording, technology, not my thing, not yeah. my gift no. at all. And that I think that was the tip over for her to join the podcast when she was yeah. like, oh, I don't have to do anything but show up. Yeah. I don't have to do technology. People. You're not going to make me click <laughs> on anything. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Like, I'm in. I'm yes. in. Yeah. Right. And I was I like, I that. got you. Everybody has strengths. And I, yeah. I think that's for That's me. why we have him. Like, right. That's, <laughs> that's why, why Joe, Joe. Joe is here because that's his strength. Yeah. He's not going to tell a story about being pregnant or doing anything like that. I'll do that. Joe's going to do the editing. We all have roles. For me, technology is such a huge part of my life. I love it so much. I was like the nerd coding websites when I was 10 Mm -hmm. because I thought it was so fascinating. But I've never had the perspective of like, this is for everyone. It's more like, I love this and I know how to do this and, and it's fun for me. How can I help other people see where they fit in it, but not necessarily in the same way that I do. Mm -hmm. And so when I started out in my career, I was doing software manual writing and I studied technical communication, which is just the research behind like, how do we communicate really technical information? And that's what fueled me starting a business and, and doing websites and things like that. It was much more that I could help people explain what they were doing than I could build a pretty website. Right. I mean, the website piece was part of it, but more than that, it was like, how do I communicate 
what what's going on. And so then that took off. There were some grants that were going on in the area that were really public health focused. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite ones to talk about, there was this grant initiative that was like, hey, did you know that women with lupus are on really serious medication that often prevents them from being able to uh, have children? But when they go to talk to their doctors about it, like, hey, I might want to have kids. The doctors are basically like, "Mm, not for you. Like the medication you're on, it would be too hard. Just don't do that. And so then what do these women do that are thinking about having kids? Like right. they just end up getting pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's all these crazy things that happen. So there was this wonderful initiative going on at Duke that was looking at ways to help educate doctors, but also patients on having better conversa- conversations around that. Mm-hmm. And they wanted a website where they could host these videos and discussions and uh, research and all this stuff. And that was the perfect project for a group like Reify Media. So that was a really long answer to your question, but it <laughs> well, started out. Because like, that was going to be my next question is what is your favorite website that you've done? And you totally oh gosh, just answered It's got to be that one. I mean, yeah. that I think because there's such a passion there of not only are we working to help the patients, but also recognizing that the providers need education too. These yeah. doctors need more education yep. on how to talk to yes. these patients. Yep. It's both sides. Uh, and it's just a really beautiful site. So that's probably my favorite one. But that's what we've been doing for 10 years is building those kinds of things, working on those kinds of projects uh, for all different kinds of groups, but where there is really technical information that they need to share and get out there and they want something built for it. But they need an outside group to come in and be figure out how to communicate that. Mm-hmm. So that's been us. But it really, it started out of necessity. I never looked in the mirror and said, tomorrow I'm going to be a business owner. Right. And I remember filling out paperwork to establish it as a, an official LLC once it got big enough. And they were like, what do you want your title to be? Are you going to be CEO? And I was like, no, I'm not a CEO. I'm, I'm just a, yep. you know, I'm oh, very much hurt. I know. Oh, you do that a lot. I get on you for that. I'm mm-hmm. like, you are a badass. Own that mess. Mm-hmm. Like, That's so hard for me. And I just never saw myself as an entrepreneur. I didn't think that I even knew that many entrepreneurs growing up. Right. right. And, and I, I get that. Like, yeah. I understand where Sarah's coming from. And she's like, oh, my, like, you just have to own that shit. And like, mm-hmm. but when you're just doing it. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. You don't I, know that it's a big deal. Right. Exactly. And, so and I'm here to she tell gets you on me. Big deal. Yeah, she gets on me about it too. Because <laughs> I'm like, too, what are you talking like, Yeah. Like, I'm doing this because I want to pay some extra bills and because I want to work on cool projects. I'm not doing it because I want to grow and sell a Google. Right. And if I say something like that, I'm a CEO, what are people going to think, first of all? What do they think I'm trying to accomplish? Mm. And then if I never accomplish whatever it is that they're envisioning a CEO does, did I end up failing? Because well, it's your definition of a CEO. Yeah. It's not theirs. Which is what you figure out eventually, yeah. finally, hopefully. Yeah. But so then what's the your definition of a CEO? You know, it's funny. CEO, it stands for Chief Executive Officer. We forget sometimes that these acronyms mean things. And when you think about somebody who's the executive, who's the executor, they're making the, the decisions. They're signing the checks. They're the last person to be the yes or the no. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely what you have to be as a business owner. So yeah. like, would you rather last woman standing? To mm. CEO, I don't know. Or yeah, gatekeeper. See, I, don't, I don't like last woman standing. I know, either, but that's what I'm saying, like right? Like you're yeah. the last one. You're the last in the line. Yeah. So, well, like, to me, but, it's more captain. So, like I say for yeah. for my captain, private, my captain. Yeah, my private Sorry. practice. I'm like I'm the captain of the ship, and yeah. no matter what happens with my contractors, it still falls it's on, on me. You. Yes. Not just with your con. I love that because yes, not just with your contractors though, with your IT solutions, with the bathroom in the office, yes, with the yes. refrigerator. Yep. I mean, the, and whether or not it smells. Like when you're the business owner that really started it from scratch, you are responsible for everything. Yep. And the fact that somebody like me was a of a title like CEO when I was meeting with these high-level executives at these multinational companies while also trying to figure out who we were going to use for um, tax prep. Mm-hmm. You're doing all these things and you're afraid of a title like CEO. Like yep. that's the time in your life. You're never going to be doing more things than that or yeah. responsible right. for more but, things but than that. Do you think it's also because the title of CEO is granted to those who have earned mm-hmm. and climbed their way up so versus... True. The like, did, was that a piece of it for you? I think that's a that great you were point. like visualizing it as like I'm not a man in a suit or a woman right. in a suit that's worked their way up to the top. Right, I haven't earned that yet. Right, how do you start mm-hmm. a company and call yourself CEO when you haven't maybe done what you think a CEO has to do? But the challenge there, and Sarah mentioned this when she said, you know, how do you define it? I never looked at that mountain that I needed to climb and I never set milestones of like, okay, once I do this, Mm -hmm. I can be CEO. And so things started to roll in. We, it was about three years into running the business seriously where we were doing half a million in annual revenue. 
we were working with these top clients. I had employees. And even at that point, I had never set these milestones of like, this is what I need to do before I treat myself as a real business owner. I call myself a CEO. And so I think the danger is you can always meet someone else out there who's doing bigger things than you. And so if you don't set some parameters of like, okay, I'm not comfortable calling myself a CEO yet. But what does that look like for me? Let me take Mm -hmm. a step back and figure out what's that going to look like? When am I going to feel like that's something that I'm comfortable with? Yep. Then you're just going to keep climbing and there's always going to be somebody else. Totally. Totally. That's what I say to people when they're like, well, I'm not whatever enough that I'm like, all that stuff is like, there's always somebody prettier than you because that's perception. There's always somebody who's going to be more talented or gifted at something than you. Mm -hmm. So So there's going to be somebody smarter than you. Exactly. There's going to be somebody who's better at. The world has billions of people in it. Like there is always going to be somebody who's better at X, Y, and Z than you. And so like, that's not even something to hold up. I know. That's why I'm like comparison and competition. I can't. I can't buy No, I mean, you know, my mantra is connection and collaboration over competition every Mm -hmm. day. But it's hard because being such a nerd and such a researcher, when I finally figured out like, oh shit, I'm running a company. (laughs) (laughs) When it finally (laughs) occurred to me like, oh wow. Oh shit, I have a company with like, approaching a million dollars. I maybe need to focus more on this. I like (laughs) dove in, right? I went, I went hard. I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. So I joined some advocacy groups for women business owners. I went to some workshops on running, but I did all, all the things I could think of. And what that meant for me unfortunately, was going to a lot of women business events where you would hear from these women who had done really big things and were looking back and telling you how they did it. Mm -hmm. And just the researcher nerd in me was taking notes like, okay, Mm -hmm. this needs to be my, Mm -hmm. this is going to be my map. This Mm -hmm. is my blueprint. And I remember sitting at one, it was from, the event was actually done by a fabulous organization, the National Association of Women Business Owners. I met so many great people there. And the panelists that day were also great. But something happened to me that day that completely changed how I looked at other women business owner stories, which was they they were asking these women who had sold their companies for over seven figures how they did it. And I'm there taking notes. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'm starting to feel bad about myself, right? Because she's telling, one of the women is telling her story and she's talking about how she grew this to this to this. And I'm comparing it to my track Mm -hmm. and looking at all the ways it doesn't match up. Like, Mm -hmm. well, crap, after two years, she did this. I'm only doing Mm -hmm. this. You did the journey comparison. So I'm doing the journey. mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that actively, even as I'm taking notes and I'm trying to, you know, remember everything this woman is saying because I'm going to follow her path. And then she talks about a, a hiccup she had. Mm -hmm. where she wanted to take on a project, but she didn't have the capital to do so. And she tells this story about how it was really embarrassing for her, but she went to her family and asked them to fund. And even as she's saying that, I'm kind of still like, okay, you know, maybe I could do that. And she says, I had to go to my little brother and ask him for a million dollars. And he did give it to me. But it was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And I'm I sorry. Went, she had a little brother that right? had a million dollars. Thank you. Right? Thank I'm you. Like, yes. Oh, I had a oh you oh, poor thing. I, <laughs> I am literally jumping up and down. So that's the thing. I, she. Like, did that light bulb right? go off and be like, fuck Immediate. this. Like, I think like, I literally, what? I literally dropped my pencil. Like, mic drop. Like, what the hell? Like, and I want to be really careful here and say, there is nothing wrong with that. Like no, that woman, right. see, but she like, is you still a, a badass. with a million fucking dollars yes, to go of to. Of course your path looked different from yes, mine. Yes. Of course it looked different. From, like, I, I just want to reiterate, like, she is still amazing. I still look at her <laughs> as an example of like an awesome rock star female business owner. But the fact that I was sitting in that chair putting maps of her path next yeah, to can't. maps of yeah. my path. Yeah. First of all, I don't even have any, but, I don't right. know if I have any family. She has a whole other level of resources <laughs> to tap into. Much less like a sibling. <laughs> right, like the sibling, the bank of sibling, right? Like right. there's those t-shirts that are like yes. the bank of dad, bank right? Of dad. The bank, bank of, of brother. And again, like I can't say it enough because I feel like I'm laughing, you know, at the situation and I just want to reiterate that. I, there is nothing wrong with what she did and I'm not right. kidding. Her business story is amazing, but it's not that her business story was or wasn't amazing at that time. Time, it's that I was trying to compare it right. to my situation, which do you is have a just, brother? You were trying to fit dollars? your situation. No, right. I did not have right. a brother. Did, did your parents give you <laughs> no, money? Like, absolutely not. And that's you the know? thing. I know you can't fit your situation into somebody else's situation. So yeah. you have to take bits and pieces. Exactly. I think I'm going to go and home and like mine through every single person I know to find out who I could dollars. give me a million dollars. <laughs> 
So Joe and I can proceed yeah. forward with our next business idea. Right. Because I, yeah. You'd have to and pay not, it back. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, we wouldn't even need the whole million, right? Like, Well, and I think that you bring up a thou. great point is because business is about confidence, which confidence and self-worth are two totally different things, right? Mm-hmm. So confidence is those skill sets, those abilities, like somebody is going to be better at you than this. So that's confidence and skill sets. Self-worth is that unwavering I am worthy of love, Mm -hmm. success, Mm -hmm. things like that. And then resources. And resources is time. It is financial resources, energy, like things like that. And so you can't, like this person might have a crap ton of resources or a lot more time because they have the resources to pay somebody to clean their house. Exactly. Yeah. And that has been so big for me in the last maybe five or seven years. I love talking to women entrepreneurs. I love it. I'll speak on any panel if there's some women, potential women business owners or women business owners in the room. But I try to be really careful. I'm very proud of my story. I'm really proud of the company that I get to work on every day and the people I get to work with. But the fact is I started it in graduate school because I needed some extra money. But let's think about that for a second. I was in graduate school working for peanuts. I mean, if I had had elderly parents to take care of or a bunch of undergraduate loans that mm-hmm. needed to be paid back immediately or young children, none of which I had at that time, right. I wouldn't have been able to go to graduate school for and work for peanuts and have this side hustle. Mm-hmm. That was completely possible because of the privilege that I had at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I can, a part of me can tell that story and say, yeah, I was in grad school full time, working as a TA, doing this stuff at night, blah, blah, blah. And it, it sounds, it, it makes me proud to talk mm-hmm. about that time because it right. was hard, but it wasn't the hardest. Right. And, and you, it was still yeah. possible because of so many great things that I had. Right. But like you are awakened enough to n- recognize that you had that privilege and that you were able to build because of that privilege. But I think what Sarah and I are saying is like, don't discount Mm -hmm. the building for the sake of the privilege. Yeah. And I think as entrepreneurs, (laughs) as women, we're surrounded by so many female entrepreneurs. Like we put ourselves in these tribes. So we're going, well, everybody's doing it. It's not that big of a deal. But yeah. you, we're looking at our tribe. Right. Everyone not in an echo chamber. Yeah. Everyone in an echo chamber is Exactly. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. So everybody yeah. in this circle. But we have to realize, like, bird's eye view that in the world, not everybody is doing this. And Absolutely. it takes a level of uh, tenacity mm-hmm. and courage and things like that. But when you're right. in it, I get why people yeah. downplay it. It's because yeah. you feel like everybody's doing it. But and the it reality is, yeah. is they're not. There is that element of like that downplay because it's also the messages that we received. Like, and I've told Sarah this before, like if somebody told me 20 years ago when I was like having to pull the car over because I was having panic attacks while I was driving, that I would be sitting here speaking in front of rooms of people that I don't know and talking to thousands of people that I don't see, right? Like doing the podcast, doing the things that I'm doing, I would have called them a dirty liar. Right, there's no way. And right. I would have been like, why are you trying to mess with me? Like, yeah. where? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have gotten paranoid and been like, oh my God. But the reality is, is that because of being able to work through whatever the thing, that's a whole nother episode, mm-hmm. to work through all that shit, to come out and be and have and build that confidence and know and recognize the skill set. Absolutely. And understand that, yes, yeah, some of this is because of my privilege, but the rest of it is because I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And I was Because you made that this. decision. Because right. you made a decision to do it. Yeah. I think it's time for Sarah to make the decision. <laughs> <laughs> to be, don't you worry. I do want to clarify that I am proud to use the CEO title now. And I'm much better at talking about mm-hmm. what I've built and the things that we've accomplished than I used to be. But it took time. It yeah. took me time. And it's something that I hope to keep talking about women business owners with because I know I'm not the only one. I mean, we see research that shows some women don't like t- the term entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I'm just a business owner. I'm not an entrepreneur. And when you ask them what the difference is, they're like, entrepreneurs are building new things. They're like the people in Silicon Valley. I'm just running a bakery. I'm just doing, and they don't like that term entrepreneur. So and then they're adjusting. They're doing the adjusting. Mm-hmm. And I get it because women, I, this isn't true for everyone, but I feel like a lot of women feel like when they were younger, they were taught to be humble. Mm-hmm. They were taught to be kind. They were taught to help make people feel comfortable. And we talked about the wonderful Southern women way. Women are always accommodating. Well, can we can we address that? Because I feel yeah. like it's important to acknowledge the difference between humble and arrogance. And I think, so when I see it and when you talk, it's people who aren't talking. It's not like me, I created, me, yep. me, I, I, I. It's 
hey, we built this. It's like a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, the, the person yeah. that's coming into my head, sorry, any non-Tar Heel fans, but it is Roy Williams. And he's always <laughs> like, we're doing this. He always is giving props to the team and to everybody on the mm-hmm. team and the managers and the, like yeah. the whole entire system. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, we can't do what we do without everybody in the system. Right, right. Like I can't run my business without a supportive husband. Mm-hmm. I can't without my amazing office man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's the difference between I'm doing X, Y, and Z to yeah. we are doing this together. And mm-hmm. our reason for doing it is you're providing this service for people because of the big picture of the positive impact you want to have on the world. It's not self-serving. Right. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. And I, I don't have any problem with women that want to talk about the amazing things that they're doing. And I think getting more comfortable with that as a society is a really important thing. Yes. But I think, Sarah, you're on to something with this coach mentality. I'm wolf pack all the way. But <laughs> I can appreciate what you're saying there. And I think for me, it's... Oh, God, I'm going to get kicked out. Um, I think for me, it's the difference. And this gets back to maybe the Southern. But I think this is... I see women entrepreneurs that I follow on Twitter in New York City that are doing the same thing. I might have built something that I'm really proud of and I might be really proud to talk about it and I might be more comfortable doing that now than I used to be, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to talk to you if you want to get coffee. Yes. I, there, I, well, humility that's humility. humility. Like, that's girl, humility. Yes. humility, right? Yeah. And yes. because you're, you're grateful for your journey. So grateful. And but so many people helped me get there. Exactly. Yes. People who I don't even know, right? Like we, when we talk about the history of women business ownership in this area, there are women from North Carolina who advocated for HR 5050, which is that legislation that made it illegal for banks to require that women have male relatives co-sign on documents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that didn't pass till 1988. Right. Like what, that's super recent. Psh- there were yeah. women in this state in 1987 that were being asked by banks like, Hey, before you get this loan for your business, can you get your husband to sign? Oh, well I don't have a husband. Okay. Well, can you ask your father? Well, he's passed away. Well, can you get your high school age son to sign? <laughs> right. This because document someone yeah, with testicles, right? anyone with testicles, testicles. Too, because <laughs> we we need it as a bank. And so in 1988, that finally became illegal. There are so many women that made that possible. And without that, right. I wouldn't have a credit yes. line. I wouldn't yes. have all the things I needed well, to build my business. Yes. And I love that you just said that. So I think that one of the things that we do discount as women, as women business owners is, again, we like we're grateful for all the people that we get that get us there, but we don't talk about and this makes me think of Rachel Hollis and Girl Wash Your Face, mm-hmm. right? Like that she talks about she's like, Don't get me wrong. There was a team of people that we employed right. that helped me get to where I am now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that they had the nannies, they had the Absolutely. housekeepers, they had the people Absolutely. that would the one like the sitter that would have to do this and the like it's the reality, right? Like I can't be sitting here right mm-hmm. now talking to you guys without my husband. Mm-hmm. Like he is the one that works at home that makes it possible. And by choice, right, he is keeping our daughter home and not in preschool because he didn't get to do it with our son. 
and he wants to do more of that and spend more time with her. Absolutely. Right? So, like, but again, without him, I wouldn't be able to be sitting here now. It's such a beautiful example because it's not saying... If you're going to have a successful XYZ, you need to have a stay-at-home husband. It's not saying that. No. It's saying, in my story, in my example, if you look at me and my accomplishments and you like what I'm doing and you want to try something similar, just know that this is behind it. Right. And I'm not saying you have to have the same support system. I mean, my husband is amazing. He's a rock star. I couldn't do anything that I've been able to do without him. I'm not saying you have to have a Matt Glova right. to do the things that I've done. I'm just saying if you want to do these things, recognize that there was support. So if you need exactly. that, and that's the you're going to yes. need that support. You, Find it. Yes. We have all asked for help in one yes. way or another, right? Yep. Like Sarah and I didn't get sitting here in the in these seats without turning around and being like, hey, hey, title sponsors, Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulek, would you like to? Yes. I mean, like, yes. hey, Absolutely. we have yes. this opportunity. Do you want to be a part of it? We can't get where we're going right. as without that connection, without that yeah. collaboration, without that and support. And it could be your husband. It could be your significant other. It could be your former teacher. It could yes. be your, your parents, neighbor. your siblings, your neighbor. It could your be neighbor. your dog. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's just all of them. It. But at yeah. different points yes. in time, it's all of it's, them. Uh, yeah, it really <laughs> yes. does take It really is, yeah. I yes. mean, for real. And I think the other piece, too, is just recognizing that the resources might not be the same. And so the timeline might not be the same. Yes. There is and no your middle is not time. somebody exactly. else's. Yes. You know, I, yeah. I struggle with that. I totally your chapter, struggle. Your, your don't chapter compare your beginning to, to somebody else's 10. middle or end. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I totally struggle with that because I feel like, why am I going so slow? This should be happening faster. Things should be moving faster. <laughs> oh my God. And that's like a mindset but, thing that t- can take years, right? Like, yeah. oh, girl, I'm still yeah. working on it and I haven't fixed it. So that I really one. love that. And I think we have a great example of that from this morning. So I'm going to bring in a super feminine example. So to you, it feels really slow. And not to you, Sarah, but like to you, world. To you, world, it, when you're doing something and working on it every day, the progress of it feels so slow. Yes. But when you, what's funny is when you talk to other people, you recognize how quickly you're actually going. So my favorite example was from this morning when I saw you, Sarah, I gave you a hug and I like kind of did it awkwardly because I have this giant baby bump right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, oh my gosh, did you, was this happening last time, <laughs> last I, saw time I saw you? <laughs> and it was so funny to me because I feel like I've seen you pretty recently, mm-hmm. right? Like that mm-hmm. feels like it wasn't that long ago. At the same time, every minute of this pregnancy that I've been going through has been a little bit long. Yep. It's be, I feel 20,000 weeks pregnant. Yep. <laughs> and so yep. there's a funny example of, you know, for me, this pregnancy, it feels like it's been going on so slow. Mm-hmm. And the last time I saw you, I wasn't even pregnant. Right. And so just compare that to whatever you're working on. Right. And that yeah. was you five feel months ago. True. Right? That was five it months was, ago. Yeah, yeah. Barely yeah. five months. And so whatever you're working on that you feel like it's taking a long time and you're putting all this work in and when is the result going to happen? Just think of like, who did you see five months ago that you wouldn't see today? And what would you tell them about your progress? Right. They would be so impressed right. with whatever right. you've like, done. Like, hey, by the way, I'm growing a human. I'm right. Like, yes. yes. <laughs> what you've been doing the last five months, growing a human, you know. <laughs> oh, you've just been growing a business. Yeah, but see, look yeah. what I did here. <laughs> Ugh. I love it. So true. He better be quite the human. I think he will be. I think he's going to be great, but I can't wait to tell him what trouble he gave me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for it, whether you're growing a human or growing a business or starting a new service line or working on a new client or starting your school degree, whatever it is that feels slow, just thinking about, yeah, who did you see five months ago? What would you tell him about that progress? What right. That? What would you tell yourself five months ago? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Like if. <laughs> Because thinking to where I was in my business five months ago, thinking to where you were in your business five months ago, Mm -hmm. Sarah Madras, like the every step that we've taken, right? Every conversation that we've had, every connection that we've made that has gotten us closer to whatever our ultimate goal is, which mine are written, we know, on my whiteboard next to my bed that I get shit for from (laughs) several people. But like those are the things, right, that are, those are the things that matter. If you can go back and just keep reminding yourself of like, okay, I didn't know this five months ago. Yeah, I know this now, and I I will know more five months from now. And right? I love what you're talking about, which is actually spending time not just thinking about it, but writing it down. That was the biggest change for me. It goes by so quickly. Whatever, I highly whatever recommend you're a whiteboard next to your bed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just made me think of because I do a annual like at the end of the year. Yeah. I do a really. You're thing. really good about that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it's so powerful. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, why am I waiting? All, all year to do it. Yeah. I Why don't I do more. it at the end of the yeah. month or even like 
once a week isn't really that's no, not that's gonna not happen. Reasonable. It's hard. I'm like yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be honest. But once well, but a then month it's feels start doable. Feeling slow, right? Like because then when you're doing it weekly, you're like then you're gonna yeah. be in competition or, with yourself totally. and saying, oh my god, I didn't get this done. Yeah. But when yeah. you can give yourself distance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe it's every five months, Sarah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's quarter. Yeah, totally. I, I really love doing it every month of a quick jot down of just wins, mm-hmm. and then every quarter doing more of a retreat style. Like, what am I working on? What's working? What's not? Right. I think that's mm-hmm. really powerful. But writing it down, I don't think we we take time to to write those kinds of things down i Agreed. think we just go 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 well and especially and with like there's a difference between actually writing like pen and paper yeah. and like typing yeah. right the pen and paper is way more powerful it but is. we're so technology driven that we're like eh, i'll just type this up real quick yeah yeah no i'm yeah. i'm pen and paper all the way yeah um, or and there's science behind that. And people. I'm like a super nerd tech person. So I will admit that I track milestones on my phone. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. But hey, yeah. but you're tracking them, right? Like, I'm tracking and that's them. the whatever works for you. And that you're the point is that you're celebrating, right? Like yeah. at the end of this, the celebration will be the tiny human that you birth. Absolutely. And then that's the milestone. And, then and that's you know, a real tangible one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're not all yes. that tangible. They're not. Yes. That's no. why it's hard to do it every year. I love that you do that, Sarah. And I just imagine that when you're coming up with that, you start to think of ones that you almost forgot. Totally. Like, oh yeah, I did this one thing. Totally. Yep. Sometimes it's not super tangible. And so taking time on a regular schedule to think it through. I love what you said. There is science behind pen and paper. Mm-hmm. There is. They're really so. I love recording milestones on my phone, but when it's really brainstorm retreat time, mm-hmm. I, even I will step away from the right. technology and do something. Right. Yeah, pen and paper. And I feel like that whole conversation, that process of doing that, it fills you with so much gratitude, mm-hmm. and it shifts that place from this place of lack and not enough, not doing enough, not accomplish enough, to this place of fulfillment and gratitude. And I feel like that gratitude it then allows for that. Hey who's the next girl, who's the next woman that I can talk to. Like I have therapists who reach out to me and are like, Hey, can you sit down with me and tell me how you went into private practice? How did you start your counseling center? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's grab a coffee or grab dinner. Mm -hmm. And they'll say to me, I reached out to so many different people. You're the only one that reached back out to me. I get that all the time with photographers too, that people will say, and I have a network of photographers who are very similarly aligned to me. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Energy wise, like that we'll do that. Like, hey, yeah. let's go get coffee and hey, because it's all about and we I mean, we may offer the same service, but right. we do it differently. And well, and you're different people. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Even and if it was the exact same service, yeah. you're different people. Nope. Like mm-hmm. the whole competition mindset of I need to be careful and guard what I have. I mean, it, it be smart about what you have. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know, give everything away. And there are a lot of women who are burnt out because they get asked all the time, can I pick your brain? Can mm-hmm. I pick your brain? And they're mm-hmm. not figuring out how to turn that into a service or get paid mm-hmm. for their speaking. Yeah. I, you know, that's definitely a problem. So I'm not saying always say yes. I'm not saying give everything away. Right. But if you're saying no to things because you're afraid that you're it's helping the competition. That's the key. coming from. That's the key. That's, that's the, that's key. the right. difference. Yeah. There's yeah. no fear for that. Don't worry about that because if you are a photographer and you find someone who does the same services, you're different people. You're going right. to connect mm-hmm. with different clients. And if you do a good job of saying, and and this is, I know what you do, Jenny, like, hey, this person isn't a good fit for me, but I know who to recommend them yes, to. Exactly. And then yes. you recommend them to yep. this other photographer. When that other photographer meets somebody who's a better fit for you, they're going to tell exactly. you. Yeah. So building and that network. It well, makes me so sad when people in not just my profession, but when they're that guarded, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I'm not going to help because then that's all my trade secrets. Like, Mm -hmm. no, that's okay. And I met a really sweet little photographer. Well, not little, but little sweet photographer who's also growing a tiny human. And (laughs) she was just looking for somebody to trade sessions with so that she would have pictures for her website. And we sat down and we met and I I did my homework and I looked at her stuff. And the first thing I said to her when she sat down was I was like, girlfriend, it is time to raise your prices Mm -hmm. and own your worth. Yeah. And she was like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. We're going to unpack this. Yeah. But I just need you to know when we start off, like you are worth more mm-hmm. than what you're putting out there. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And it takes someone who has been through that process to be your cheerleader. Right. Like no matter what industry and no matter what profession you're in, Find someone to be your cheerleader. Find someone to do your introduction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There yes. it is. And tell yes. you how amazing you are. Yes. And then go about your day. And it it's rising tide raises all boats, right? Like yes. by you helping that photographer, you're helping 
more clients to see what the real cost of photography is. You're mm-hmm. helping her to have a successful business. I mean, there's just so many benefits. That it's just all those little ripple effects, like ripple yes. effects and, and, and little pieces it, of sand that blow your way. Right. Like and it helps with burnout. Yeah. Whether you're a female business owner or just a female, I'm sorry. It's hard. It's hard yeah. out there. There's so much that you can get burnout on. And a thing that I really believe helps to fight burnout is that kind of work, yep, that kind yep. of helping another person, offering up what you know or right. um, things. Well, you, and it's just learned. the tribe, like, yeah. on yeah. An, and it, it doesn't have to be this whole like monumental conversation. I was at lunch with a friend, and she was sitting there telling me about this coach she's working with, and she's telling the coach the model. And I'm feeling myself freak out because the model she's saying, I'm like, oh my God, that's so like my model. Oh my God. She just said this piece. That's my, and, and I'm like this model that I've taken all these years to create. And and she was, and I expressed that to her. I said, I'm so happy that you found this coach and that you're loving her. I was like, inside I'm freaking out because what you're talking about, the model she's using, I was like, it's so closely to mine that I'm thinking, oh crap. And she goes, no, honey, it just means I pay that woman five grand a month. Yeah. She goes, it means you have a five it's grand validation. a month. Yes. 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 And I was freaking out going, oh, yeah. my God. Why who- am I not charging five oh, grand a month? No, I didn't think that. I thought, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm, I'm I'm doing things. I'm doing the right things. Well, it, no, it made me think the worst. I thought, oh, my God, I'm doing what somebody else is doing. So why would somebody want to work with me when somebody oh, else I is doing this? You thought that. Yeah. Yes, I but that I did that. that. too. It didn't immediately go to, well, why am I not I know. You say that to me. Like, I'm like, holy crap. That right? is some validation no, right there. I was like, panicking. I was Aww. going into the not the enoughness the and yeah. the like, oh, crap. Who am I to be doing this? Because this chick is doing the exact same thing and but is charging not you. five. And that's what yeah. my friend told me. And she was like, right. no, 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 Sarah. But I would have fall one if I didn't feel safe to tell her. Right, this is to what's going on. That right. was going on yes. in her head. Yeah, I wouldn't have received that support. Yeah. And then when I said it out loud, and then received that support, and she was able to shift, give me that perspective of like, no, Sarah, it, it means you have a five grand model. Yeah, right. And then I was like, okay, okay, exhale, yes. deep breath. That is so, you know what I mean? So but, I mentioned the group that I was with, that National Association of Women Business Owners. When I first joined, I was so intimidated. Like, I cannot yes. even go to these lunches. Oh, my yep. God, these women are insane. Mm-hmm. And it was like the women who were on the board. I mean, there were all kinds of women who attended the events. But I started meeting women who were They're on the legit. board. Who, like, had right. owned their businesses for 30 years. They owned their freaking building. Mm-hmm. Like, they were yep. so legit. And I was scared to talk to them. And they were so welcoming. And it was when I got to a point where I could admit things to them where right. I stopped trying to pretend that I was XYZ because I wanted I felt like I needed to be XYZ in order to even to be talk up to with them, them. You didn't yes. exactly. like, yes. because you weren't owning your CEO could yeah. finally own it and talk to them and I could go to them and say I'm so sorry to bother you but I'm having this problem with my employee and I don't know and they were like hm, read this book yeah. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Because they've been doing it for 30 yep. freaking years. They And so when you find those people, whether it's the other person you're sitting with at the coffee shop or the women who you find intimidating, but you get lunch with them, you realize they're super nice, super willing to help. Yep. At just finding those people. And I think we can all be those people. There was yes. a woman, I was in DC speaking at an event where I didn't know anyone and I was walking, I was in the elevator actually. And I was doing that thing where you check your hair in the elevator. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and then the doors open. You're like, shut, shut, shut. <laughs> like, I wasn't checking my hair. It's fine. And so the doors open, this woman comes in and I finally just blurred out. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't see the back of my head. And I put a bunch of dry shampoo in my hair and I can't tell if it's like white. Can you see it? Is it white? This girl who is super DC polished, like beautiful right. suit. I don't even know if she needs to use dry shampoo. She right. probably doesn't. Her hair probably just looks like it. <laughs> Fairies blow dry her hair. This person who like small animals help her get dressed in the morning walks very closely to me and I'm, she looks at my hair like she's my sister and is like, let me see, let me see. You look great. You look fabulous. Let me turn this way. And she did it so that the rest of the day, I didn't even think about it. Yes. She didn't give me a weird look. She really did. And so, you know, what people in DC can be nice. They can. They can. (laughs) And I think I love that that example of sometimes when you just say out loud the things and she could have very well been like that person. Person who's uh, going to tell you when you have a booger in your nose. Yes, or something in your teeth. <laughs> right. And so being that person more often, I think, is something we can all do yes. and, and all try to do. But also just being honest. I mean, there are so many times that I've talked to people at events and they're like, how are things going? And I've said, you know what? Things are really hard right now. And they're like, oh, really? I didn't 
I didn't know you could say that. I thought you had. I didn't you know have you have permission. Say, to I thought you were supposed heart. to say everything's great. I know. Right. They're, they like look at, and I'm like, yeah, don't no, say I'm fine. Whatever. Listen, right. all of you out there, don't say fine, right. because no. we all know you're lying. Like, it's really hard right now. We had a project that was supposed to start in a couple months, and there have been delays, and I've got a credit line, but it's it's real tough right now. And mm -hmm. from a cash flow perspective, I'm really worried about it. And it is so funny what people will say back. They're it's like, freeing. you know what? I I'm also working through X Y. And if right. I had just said. I'm good. How are you? Yeah. They would have said, good. Right. Yep. And, and you instead, miss that opportunity. You open the door and yep. people have this real opportunity. Just be real yeah. and vulnerable. Well, you grant them permission to yep. do it in return. They're like, yep. oh, wait, yeah. this is that we're in that space. Oh, we're doing that. We're, we're allowed to that? do that here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all, we can totally do that here oh, all yes. day. All day. Um, unfortunately, I don't want it any other way. I know. Please. No. I know. Unfortunately, we can't fit. Like we, we would have like a revolving door and be never go home <laughs> if we if we did it all day, though. All right, Miss Jenny, hit us that's, with your... It's uh, why we call it practice, right? It yeah. is. It's not yeah. something you can do once and be done with. We're yeah. going to keep practicing. We're going to keep practicing. But I love what you said also about like mentoring being the the door opening for that place of gratitude and giving and paying it yeah. forward and refilling your cup and all of that. It, is. it fights burnout, man. Yeah. It's like a vaccine against burnout. It is. I love it. I love oh, that. Vaccine, vaccine against, against burnout. burnout. Love it. Let's help other people. We write that one down, title. Joe. Write that one down. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this like six burnout. more times. I don't need to write it down. <laughs> I just feel like right now too, with everything going on, if we have like hashtag vaccine, that, that can only be helpful. Right? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Anything that's hashtag vaccine right like, now. All right. Okay, so we do something here at Girls Who Do Stuff called the lightning round, mm -hmm. and we rapid fire you questions, and you okay. have to say the first thing that comes to your head. Great. And this is with pregnancy brain. I just want to reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. I, I forget mean, how to spell you, like, words, the square root of pie or anything like that. Right, so yeah, please don't. All right. So, all right. Ready? Ready. What is the number one thing on your bucket list? Write a book. How do you unwind? Read. Finish the sentence. If I wasn't doing blank career, I would be a. If I wasn't doing the business owner route, I would be hmm, a teacher, a higher ed teacher. Nice. Very cool. All right. If you could go back and, and advise yourself in the past, what age would you go back to and what would you say? <laughs> Fifth grade. Don't let your mom cut your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Just say no, Sarah. Just say was no. Was it like Dorothy Hamilton-esque oh or no, was it so like... Bad. So, you know how when people who are nerds talk about how they were nerds, it's like in an endearing way. Like, oh, I taught myself how to code when I was 10. Right. I'm so adorable. But what happened when you were 10 to your hair? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. I'm trying to say, like, I was a nerd in the, I didn't have many friends nerd. Mm -hmm. I had, like, fishbowl bob oh. that I guess was really cute on me when I was little. Now, bless my mom. At that time, she had four girls. Mm -hmm. Single mom. That was easy. Not blaming her. <laughs> but she decided to cut my hair. And my fifth grade teacher on the first day of school was like, oh, are you Caitlin's brother? <gasps> and this kid, I can still remember his name. I won't say it on the podcast, but I can still remember his name. From the back of the room goes, she's a girl. And then everybody left. Oh. And you were no. like, humiliation. Oh, no. abject you know humiliation. What, I probably wouldn't change it because all that was hard. Middle school was rough, y'all. Yeah. yeah. My best friend, when I would send notes to boys, like, do you like me? Check yes or no. And they would check no. She'd like take them in the bathroom and write a maybe oh. box and check maybe. She is the greatest friends, right? friend ever. Oh my God. Allie. Allie is my friend for right. life. For life. Greatest that is friend ever. ever. And All so, right. yeah, that was my, that was my bad haircut, but I wouldn't take it back because it makes me a nicer person. Yep. Yes. You will never it. go. Yep. <laughs> you can't go right. from that haircut to mm. being mean girl. <laughs> There's no. just no path. <laughs> All right. So what is your number one favorite book? Oh, that's way too, that is absolutely impossible to answer. Oh God, I'm like sweating. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, how's the baby doing right now? I can see the baby moving right now. What's happening over there? <laughs> I will say one of, one of my favorite books to go back and reread is Little Women. Yes. I've read that so many times. Oh yes. But I have so many, if you want to talk about books, just send me a note. That's another podcast. If you want books for your business, if you want books for your love life, if you want books for your <laughs> like, social oh media God. with Sarah Glova and them All and, the and she'll send you the and books. She'll, and Please. she'll send a list of books. Yes. Okay. All the days. Um, what is your favorite place in the world? At home. With my husband and my son. Oh. They're the best. And what is something that no one knows about you? That no one knows about me? I don't know if I have one that no one knows. So, like, if my husband knows this, but well, this is kind of embarrassing. He doesn't um, count. I had a belly button ring when I was 16. 
which is really um, not what you would picture for me. <laughs> right. Like, when I say I was a the nerd, nerd I was like, cut and, like I'm and the belly button the yes. pocket protector. So I, I guess I, I like grew out of the bowl cut and was like doing the team. How did you thing. get your mom to give you Still a belly a button suit, ring? Right. <laughs> she went with me. Like it wasn't. Even, I was the kind of like my form of rebellion. She's like, you don't do anything bad. You can exactly. do whatever you want. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. My form of rebellion in high school was like, oh, mom, you know, I've never snuck out before, and I've heard that's like an important teenage experience. So I'm going to sneak out tomorrow night, just so you know. <laughs> so I think when I was like, Mom, I think I want a belly button ring. I think she was like, Okay, whatever. Right. And what yeah, birth order are you? I'm number well, so we're four girls. Yeah. I'm number two, but I share a lot of older sister responsibilities with my older sister because she has cerebral palsy. So we kind of gotcha. tag teamed that. Mm-hmm. So I am like the the family sister CEO, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Not as much anymore. My younger sisters were trouble, but they are bosses. Nice. You know? right. They're amazing. So I don't have to do that role as much anymore. But right. when I was a kid, yeah, I was the Because 40... I was going to say, if you were like the youngest, then like mm-hmm. your mom would have been like. She was tired by that whatever. point. Whatever. Whatever, whatever you need. No, it was <laughs> my youngest sister. They were not worried about piercings. That was no. the least of their worries. But no, it was very much like, oh, Sarah wants to do something slightly rebellious. Like, let's embrace this. Well, that is the last of the lightning round questions. Now we need to know where can people find you? I love Twitter. Something about the words, I guess. So if you'd like to find me on Twitter, I'm at Chirps by Sarah. But I think LinkedIn is a great tool if there's anything I can help you with. If you want to take a look at who I'm connected with on LinkedIn and you want to be connected with them, please feel free. Uh, if you like pictures of food and pregnant women and six-year-olds <laughs> getting into stuff, you can find me on Instagram. I'm with Sarah you being Glover a pregnant there. woman. like you're not That's going true. I'm not like taking pictures. random pictures of other pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Note. Awkward. That's yes. a good clarification. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm sorry. What's yeah. your Instagram handle? It's just Sarah Glove. I think. Okay. Yeah. Super, super creative. But I do, I put every book I read, I put on Goodreads and I'll put them on Instagram too with this hashtag readaboo292, which that was my first AOL screen name. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That is something that no one knows about yes. you. Yes. Well, it's my hashtag, so I've I've embraced that nerdy side. I used to be read so embarrassed Read a boo of. 292. It was supposed to be read a bunch, right. but that was taken. So, <laughs> so read then, a boo. It's like read a B-U. And That's then fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Oh my All right. <laughs> Oh, Sarah Glova, thank you. Thank you all. Today. And I have to say, I've listened to some of the episodes and I'm so inspired. I mean, the one about the back to work conference, God, I was yeah. just cheering for all those women. It's happening and... today, actually. That's awesome. Because um, they had to reschedule because of our snowstorm that mm. brought all of a half an inch. So then sending all that, I mean, I know by the time the podcast comes out, it'll be over, but man, just sending all them happy thoughts. It's just, yeah. you've had so many cool women on here. So very, very excited that I got to sit in this seat. Thanks for having me. And thank can't you. wait to thank see you. more episodes. Yes. Woo, 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 woo. All right. So thank you so much again for being here. Thank you all for listening to Girls Who Do Stuff. You can find us on social, on Facebook, and on Instagram. All the places. Gen- yeah, except you'll find Jenny, but not Sarah on Instagram, but just saying. Um, one of these days I'll get her on there. And if you enjoy listening, then please go and download, rate us, tell your friends, share the love. We love to hear from you send us messages send us emails info at girlsodjustuff.com and I think that's it for today so thank you again everybody for listening I am Jenny Midgley I am Sarah Madras and and you you do you you, boo we love making this stuff for you you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media 